Hello, and welcome to UX Soup, a podcast that looks beyond the buzzwords to give you the latest developments impacting the user experience of personal devices and services in the home, in the car, and on the go. As always, UX Soup is presented by Strategy Analytics, a global research and consulting firm providing our clients with insights, analysis, and expertise. I'm Chris Schreiner, and I'm joined today by Lisa Cooper. Hello. And Diana Franganillo. Hi. How is everyone doing today? Feeling fruity. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> so in the U.S., it is uh, middle of November and Thanksgiving is coming up. And Thanksgiving in the U.S. means a whole lot of food, a whole lot of guests, and a whole lot of cooking going on. And so cooking for a large group of people over at your house could be very challenging and can be fraught with user experience issues and and specific needs that need to be met by our cooking tech. And so that's what we want to talk about today. We'll have a cooking episode. No recipes shared, but (laughs) you can email us at uxsoup at strategyanalytics.com if you'd like some, some recipes. But... For now, uh, we're in the podcast, we'll talk about some of uh, the user experience needs around cooking and cooking tech. Which of us have hosted these big kind of gatherings? Could be Thanksgiving in the U.S., so Diana, I know you haven't lived there and haven't had a Thanksgiving, but um, other big events where you might have a lot of people over into your house and you're cooking for hordes and hordes of people. For me... I'm a little uh, lazy when it comes to that uh, because it is so complicated and can be very stressful. So what I often would do is have a, a potluck, as they call it, where everybody brings a dish to share and to pass. Mm. So I've found that that really helps. I have cooked for, you know, parents coming over to the house, you know, so for up to five, six people. But if it gets above that, I find that something akin to sharing dishes is just much easier to do than trying to cook oh, for a huge amount of people. I was going to say, I find it a stressful cooking for a quite a number of people as well, but it really depends on, for me, if you are really close to people and, you know, if you are amongst good friends and family at some point, it's just like, well, if something goes wrong, something goes wrong. Right. Such is life, you know, and you laugh about it. Yes. <laughs> So I think this is the pressure. That's a healthy attitude. <laughs> oh, but I have I struggle with people trying to be too helpful. They'll come in. What can I do? How how can I help? You know, and then it sort of adds to the pressure because then they may not know where everything is, and you have to keep being interrupted. Oh, it's over there. Or if you could do this or do right. that, it sort of adds a layer of problem solving on top. That it's just just. Leave me alone. So, Let me do what I need to do. Yeah. <laughs> so when we're trying yeah. to cook for a large group of people, what are some of the, the different needs that we might have? Well, I, I for me, what the, the issues are, the needs that I have are, A, to be left alone. <laughs> <laughs> or just to have a nice chat, like Diana said, that's nice. It's always nice to have company. Uh, for me, though, I, I find it very stressful having multiple things that are ready at the same time, trying to coordinate multiple yeah. multiple dishes that are ready at different times. Some things ready at the same time. That's the part that stresses me out. 
the moment. Yeah, so, that's, for, so that's a need for me. For me, it's all about the timing too. It's getting everything right at the same time and making sure that you know the main dish is cooked through and done and we're not trying to keep the veggies warm for a bit that's that's always been my challenge how about you diana yeah i think timing is is a challenge as well but i i mean over time i have learned how to maximize the use of the oven so then you can warm some things last minute and then you know pre-prepare some things and then utilize the oven to to do the or or maybe some sauces as well to do the final touches so so yeah but as i said i'm pretty relaxed lately it's like yeah it's quite roasted maybe next year will be better <laughs> <laughs> maybe next dinner it will turn out really well no but yeah i think it's timing and sometimes it's the i mean sometimes it's that you are cooking uh, i quite like um cooking many different like dishes like tapas style you know very oh, different oh yeah yeah that's plates. a good idea yeah, so sometimes at some point you struggle for a space, you know, in the hope or just kind of like, ah, oh, yeah, I need another board to top this or to top that. So, so yeah, but um, but it's good. I mean, I think cooking, even if it's challenging, I think cooking is something to really enjoy. It's interesting because you've got that divided attention aspect, and then you've got the space issue that we just talked about hmm. because you need to have space to put all of that. Mm-hmm. stuff and prepare yeah. all of that stuff and that can add to the stress so i've i've had a very small kitchen where you have two little corners and that adds to the stress and then we redid the kitchen huge improvement it just really lowered those stress levels down because you are multitasking and that's something i've always struggled to do is is multitask some mm. people seem to be able to handle that a little better than others or maybe they grew up cooking so it's definitely how we use space adds to the experience of cooking so what do you with timing being one of the big issues what are you doing now to kind of deal with that to work yourself through it is is there is there cooking equipment or tech that you use to help with timing or do you just kind of have it in your head or just as diana would say just yeah whatever just (laughs) let's see how it ends up i try to plan to think I mean, in terms of, I try to visualize and to, you know, and to think about the process I'm going to follow, because I think that really helps if you just go to the kitchen and then you start kind of like improvising. For me, it doesn't work. So I'm quite chilled, but I am a little bit robotic as well, I would say. So I need to wait the pasta. I need to time things. I need to, you know, and I need to think in advance, okay, I will be preparing this. And once this is on the oven, I will be then doing these other things. So I think for me, a little bit of mental planning. Not, I don't have to schedule on the fridge, you know, what I'm going to be doing is step by step, but I just need to, to think it in advance a little. I think that's true for me too. I, I, I think if I measure out things ahead of time and then it's all laid out, you know, when you see cooking programs and it'll all be measured out in the little bowls and everything, it looks so <laughs> neat and tidy. Actually, that helps. So you just, you've already, you have to scramble to find your salt and scramble to find this. Or you, if, if I find that I start out, in a rushed mindset, then the whole thing is lost. Yeah, like I'm just to chopping quickly to try and get that in at the same, the right time and so on. If you have it all laid out, then it's much easier to follow those processes. Do you have a production assistant to do it for you like they would on the cooking shows? <laughs> you know, you'd think that would help, but sometimes it doesn't. I, w- I would love that. I mean, actually, 
I find the repetitive tasks uh, like you know chopping and everything. I found them, you know, the least the least um, enjoyable things. But my my husband is a machine. He he loves them. So for me, when they, we are together in the kitchen, I feel like a chef. I feel like uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. Today is my day. I just come throw stuff, and and then everything happens. And the creative bits is what I really enjoy. So yeah, an assistant is definitely worth having. Um, the the one other thing uh, I meant to mention as well is we used to have a steamer, and that steamer would have different compartments that you could set the time, the different times yeah. for the different vegetables. That helped so much. Yeah. Then I didn't have to continually look. You know. A situation if you're boiling things you are constantly having to have the timer go on at different times or watch the timer to set it to cook and so having a steamer that has that time the settings all there for you for the different compartments you can just set it and go so it yeah, would i've really i've help. used those and that's kind of the only piece of tech that i could think of that i've ever used that helps with that big timing thing well there are new technologies out there that are supposed to help with that. Oh, tell us more. Shall I tell you more? <laughs> okay, so at CES, uh, I did a report uh, where we looked at this. And what we're finding is that companies are working, collaborating with other companies now to create more of a product and a service. So you have LG's ThinQ which is working with or will be working with, say, Heinz and Kraft. And you're supposed to scan a code on the frozen food package, and then it will send that information over to their smart appliances, and it will cook, you know, based on the timing and everything like that. Obviously, I don't know how well this works. I haven't tested it out. Uh, same with the Samsung's Family Hub, too. Everything they've got is... Uh, on their touchscreen of their fridges, but they're doing something similar where you can sync, you know, they're going to provide recipes and so on and shop, help you with shopping lists, and then you can sync it up to their cooking appliances uh, in terms right. of how to cook it. So it's supposed to reduce mistakes. But again, I don't know how well they work, but it seems like there is movement in that direction to help with that workload. Yeah, but you have to have the, if you have the LG fridge you have to have the lg stove you that's have to, right you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah then you have that whole ecosystem thing going on and of course it's not cheap no no they're not going to be the <laughs> the lower end appliances i was going to say here is very common to have the thermomix you know this robot that helps you with cooking oh tell us my... more what what robot is this it's called a thermomix Maybe in English it's pronounced thermomix, but here is very common. I mean, I mean when people get married, is somebody is very often put it on the wedding list because you don't, if you don't really like cooking, it's helpful. And if you need to cook for, a, you know, for six people or, or more, uh, it's really helpful as well. Yeah, so it's like a super robot, so you can make from a lasagna to ice cream, and you know, very. Not having well, seen one, what does it? What what does it look like? What is it? do so it looks it looks like a robot one of these robots that are that have kind of like the um, um it's like a, a food robot. processor hmm? a food processor it's like a food processor but uh, but the thing is that is is able to cook as well at the same time that it's moving so it might be chopping the stuff but then it might be just kind of like uh, 
removing or stirring the stuff inside while it's cooking. So you can make a soup, you can make the bechamel or the white sauce for the lasagna very quickly. You can do tomato sauce, you can you can do plenty of stuff. And and even the people that are like, uh, because you get a demo, they come to your place. And even the people that are really skeptical after seeing, you know, after seeing how quickly you get to do things, they are like, okay, you know, don't get this away from me. I will <laughs> even get a sample. Um, I mean, I I reckon that this is very useful. My the only thing with me is that I prefer to see what I cook, so I enjoy the process. So, so it's, from that point of view, it's not for everybody because on this thing you put the ingredients, you just close, you just dial a number, and it has a timer, a program. It's like the difference between a bread maker or making bread yourself. So you talked about. LG and Samsung and some of the smarter appliances that are out there. Yeah, now, when we've looked at smart appliances, a lot of people don't end up using them, using the smart elements of it very often. Uh, it's either not noticeable or they just don't find as much of a use for it. You know, do you think that smart appliances can actually help with, with some of these needs? Do you think that they've missed the boat or... I don't know. I mean, we talked about the ecosystems that you have to end up having Yeah. multiple things. You have to have a companion app as well at the cost of it all. And it's more than just a stove too, because you need like the steamer or you need, you know, I want to, Yeah. one of my pet peeves is having an electric stove and then realizing that I'd turn the electric stove on too high and then trying to turn it down and waiting five minutes for it to cool down to the temperature I want. You know, I, it's, they're not, they can't communicate to things in that way and they don't have the sensors in or know everything that I'm trying to cook to time it all up together. And so it only kind of partially solves the problem. I mean, we've talked about this uh, before about this interoperability, this interusability of various mm -hmm. things and then the cost efficiency of it. And, yeah, I mean, and I, I guess that the everyday food, I mean, everyday meals are not that complicated to need all that, all those things. So, so I guess that for, I don't know how many dinners do you throw each month, but maybe for once per month is not worth, yeah, you know, getting that sophisticated unless yeah. you are kind of like the perfect guest mm -hmm. that is throwing dinners every every single week. I think it's more helpful to have things like a these high powered food processors or, or things that shorten mm -hmm. the time to prepare all the ingredients or to prepare the foods. I mean, that really helps, doesn't it? But as far as cooking and, you know, how to organize that, I see there is a way that technology could potentially help with all of that, with the timings. I, I, I like the idea of it. I like what they're trying to do with transferring all that information over to the smart appliance. So the, the smart appliance does all the thinking as far as timing. For for me, um, and maybe I am out of out of date or something, or <laughs> live a little bit in the past. But for me, apart from us, as you said, Lisa, having um some help in the kitchen to help you prepare the ingredients or things like this, for me, what really helps as well is to find an easy way of transferring to the shopping list ingredients, for example, because sometimes when you are like thinking, okay, I'm going to prepare this or I'm going to cook that. And then it's like, okay, what do I need? Like this, this, this. Or when you see new recipes, sometimes you can transfer them from a website to a shopping list, but it's not always so straightforward or I don't find mm -hmm. everything is all the time straightforward. And that would really help. Yeah. Just on, 
simplifying little things like those. That's what Samsung was trying to do with their smart fridge. They have like a family hub on the fridge door. All right, so let's move on to condensed soup. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> for our Thanksgiving episode uh, for condensed soup, let's talk about our favorite or least favorite piece of cooking tech. Well, that's easy for me. I love uh, the Vitamix. I love these high-powered, turbocharged food processors that can make sauces and soups and mm -hmm. things like that. They're amazing. I, I just... And I think there are other competitors out there that may do the job a little better that I have to look into. I don't know about the Bullet and these other brands, but just the high-powered food processors, I think, are wonderful, as well as the steamer that I spoke about. Yeah, for me, I like the, the, the steamer because that helps with timing. That's my big thing because I'm, I'm, I'm like, I think, the opposite of Diana, where if I have that uh, time pressure, I'm like, oh, I've got to get it all right on time. And that steamer <laughs> helps with that aspect of it. I wish it helped with more. Uh, but my least favorite, I'll add one of those too. So I already talked about the steamer is um, I bought myself a little rice cooker and just this little mini rice cooker. And it's just like for, you know, one, cause I'm kind of the only one that eats rice. And it's, it's just like fill the rice to here, fill the water to there. And then it'll shut off when it's ready. You know, it's a basic rice cooker, about as basic as you can get. And as far, I like the concept, but every time if I followed the directions of what it did, it overflowed. It just bubbled up oh, and no. overflowed every time. And it's like, come on, you've got one job, one job to cook rice and to do it well. Oh, dear. <laughs> And it would just make a mess. See, that's yeah, where technology technology just made it so much. You could have just give me, boiled give it me in a pan. Give me my saucepan like I used just to do. Just a pan. <laughs> for me, I guess a, a few years ago, I was looking for spiralizers, you know, to, to take a vegetable and to convert it into spaghetti. Yep. Made of vegetable oh, like cuggetti. Spiralize, I love those. Spiralizers and and the thing is that I I mean I, I went a little bit crazy and at some at that time my kitchen wasn't very large but I got really obsessed and I was looking at different spiralizers that were like massive and at some point I refrained from buying the, those gigantic pieces of tech and one friend recommended to me recommended to me something that is like a pencil sharper I but... have one too. <laughs> Yeah, but larger. <laughs> it works really well. <laughs> so yes. sometimes so I sharpen tech. my courgette, I feel happy, and then I think, what a relief that I didn't buy that, you know, massive piece of um, of kitchen stuff. So yeah, that's my favorite piece because it saved me a lot of money. I mean, I just paid like ten pounds instead of uh, one hundred. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't see a reminder of a stupid decision, you know, uh, yeah. taking a lot of space in my kitchen. So, so yeah, that's really good. I had I had a similar experience, Diana. That that's so funny that you had that too. All right. Well, that's all the time we have. Happy Thanksgiving to all of our American friends out there. And as always, if you would like to get in touch with us uh, about questions about user experience or to give us. Tips for future shows. 
feel free to email us at uxsoup at strategyanalytics.com. The show notes on our podcast website, ux-soup.com, have links to all of our UX research. And there you can also connect with each of us on LinkedIn. A reminder that UX Soup is sponsored, as always, by Strategy Analytics. Check out the latest user-focused insights by visiting strategyanalytics.com. Thanks for joining us. Bye for now.